This podcast is brought to you by Biorad, Flow Cytometry, The Importance of Cell-Frequency, read by Dr. Kimberly Brian Dodd. Before you stain your cells, careful experimental design and planning will help you improve your data and avoid unwanted repetition due to lack of statistical significance. Here we will discuss the importance of knowing the cell-frequency in your flow cytometry experiments. Researchers will often automatically collect a set number of events for all tubes, like 10,000 for all of their stain samples, without thinking of the implications during downstream analysis. This may well be okay if your sample is a cell line, or an abundance in your cell suspension. For example, CD3 positive T cells will be present between 10 and 25% in human peripheral blood, so you'll have 1 to 2,500 cells to analyse. However, What about rare populations such as stem cells, which may have a frequency below 0.1%? Here, collecting 10,000 events results in only 10 positive cells. Additionally, if you are characterizing small subsets, using sequential gating, even when the starting population may be abundant, you may be quickly looking for very few events. This can make gating and analysis of populations of interest difficult. You may wish to stain and acquire a larger numbers of cells to accurately analyse your data. However, acquiring more cells is not the only answer to determining if the data is real and suitable for publication. In addition to having an appropriate number of cells to work with, there are other considerations to take into account. Firstly, having the right controls is important for determining if a population change is statistically significant. Accurate determination of what is positive and negative will allow you to identify subsets even with reduced numbers. Removal of background noise where possible in the experiment, for example by excluding dead cells and cells with unusual staining, may help to determine positive results. An additional factor here is reproducibility of the assay. Consistent sample preparation, staining protocol and gating strategy will all reduce errors and help you detect rare cells. Cell frequency is also a factor when choosing your fluorophore. Choosing bright fluorophores is recommended for low-density antigens, but also for rare cells, as background staining and autofluorescence in the negative population may mask the fluorescence from rare number of cells if a dim fluorophore is used. In such cases, using a bright fluorophore like PE will help with the separation of the two populations. If you are sorting populations, the cell frequency will determine the time taken to collect the number of cells required. This can impact on the instrument settings required to sort effectively, and the recovery of viable cells if the sort takes a long time. For rare populations, purity may have to be sacrificed if a large number of cells is required. In these situations, it may be beneficial to use antibodies attached to magnetic beads to enrich your cell frequency prior to your sort. While it does not always hold true to set a minimum threshold above which a population can be deemed real, for example 100 events, knowing the frequency of your cells of interest can help you stain correctly and acquire a sufficient number to allow accurate gating between experiments, helping you to get the most from your data. You have been listening to our podcast on the importance of cell frequency and flow cytometry. For more detailed information on how many cells to collect in flow cytometry, read How Many Events is Enough? Are You Positive? by Mario Rudera in Cytometry Part A. 
for information and representative data on the frequency of cells in common human, mouse and rat samples, go to bio-rad-antibodies.com slash cell-frequency. We also have a range of flow cytometry resources, tips, tricks and products designed to support your research on our website, bio-rad-antibodies.com slash flow.